We have the uh, former Department of Education press secretary. Um, she's going to be joining us. There was a, a claim that came out yesterday that uh, the Secretary of Education, Cardona, actually was the one that solicited the letter from the school board um, saying, can you link these parents to domestic terrorism for us? Um, the Department of Education is denying it, but they have no credibility. There's no transparency here. Um, I just wanted to talk to Angela about what she knows about it and uh, how likely she thinks this is. There, there is a there is a cabal in Washington. We do need a great reset, except we need it to be like our computers reset. Have you tried turning it off and turning it back on again? And what that does is it restores it to factory settings. It doesn't wipe it blank. It restores it to factory settings. And that's what needs to happen to our country. And it won't happen with these huge agencies in Washington because they're just too out of control. Uh, we're going to talk to Angela here in just a second. A final hour of the broadcast coming up. the story about what's happening in our schools uh, and I unfortunately don't think a lot is is changing we are making progress on it but we must stand vigilant the uh, federal government yesterday uh, they are not retracting any of their talk about parents should be watched as domestic terrorists etc etc the um, uh, Justice Department will not rescind uh, that order. They, in fact, they announced yesterday that there's a new de domestic terror organization that they are putting together to watch uh, people like you uh, who disagree with things that are happening in their school and in their country. They are uh, they're going to be watching and monitoring now. But it looks like everything that happened in Virginia that led to that memo may have started not with the school board, not locally, but with our Department of Education, I'll give you the news that came out yesterday, shocking, in 60 seconds. Oh, my golly, have things just gone out of, uh, out of control. Uh, let me see, who's our sponsor this half hour, guys? Realestateagentsitrust.com is, uh, is our sponsor. This is a company that I, I started uh, years ago. And uh, I started it basically out of frustration. 
brother and I were having a really hard time finding the right real estate agent. He was living away. He was living here in Texas, and he was trying to uh, sell his uh, his home uh, up in Washington State and had a dickens of a time because who's really watching the store? Can you trust these people? Um, are they doing the right thing? We decided that because I had been working with 500 best real estate agents, according to the Wall Street Journal, for several years, and I got to know many of them, and I asked them about best practices and how do you interview and, and how do you know who's good and who's bad? So we came up with a list of things, and we started interviewing and finding these kinds of real estate agents, and we put them together in a free service to you. It's called realestateagentsitrust.com. These people are vetted and monitored by my crew to make sure that they are engaging in the best practices this is not something that this is something we offer them uh to be able to be recommended but they have to report back and we make contact with uh, almost everybody that buys or sells through real estate agents to make sure that the experience they had was the right one uh if you're selling your house or buying a house across the street or across the nation realestateagentsitrust.com is a free service that you will uh, love. It will hook you up with the right people that actually listen and know how to do the job. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Okay. So it comes out because of a FOIA request uh, the Protecting Ed uh, parent group foiled the uh, Department of Education and said, we want everything that you'll give us uh, regarding that, that letter from the school board administration that made parents into terrorists. Well, when it came out, it, uh, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. It looks like the Secretary of Education was the one that was kind of reaching out and trying to get this uh, letter. So it was an agenda that looks as though it may have been driven from the inside and from our own government, not from the outside. Uh, we have uh, the uh, former uh, Department of Education press secretary uh, on with us now, education policy strategist as well, uh, Angela Morbido. H- how are you, Angela? I'm doing great, Glenn. Thanks for having me on. You bet. So, so Angela, tell me the story, um, because we know we have the memos, right? FOIA and Fox has seen them. Tell me exactly what the memos say. Well, the memos are actually emails uh, that say that Secretary Cardona requested the letter from the NSBA that smeared parents as domestic terrorists. The Education Department has since denied it, but their denial looks really weak. I used to be their press secretary, and if I were in that role and if it were really a false accusation, I'll tell you what I would do is release all of the email records between all of our senior officials and the NSBA. Let the public see them. This is a serious enough accusation that it calls for radical transparency, but the only evidence the department has provided is trust us. And if there's one thing we've all learned over the past year here, it's that this is not an administration we can trust. So tell me what the ramifications are. Why should people really care about this? What does it mean that he asked for that letter? It looks like the Biden administration was looking for an excuse to sick the FBI on concerned parents. So they had the NSBA do their dirty work and smear these moms and dads as domestic terrorists. 
This gave the DOJ pretext to get the FBI involved and to threaten these parents. So this looks like an orchestrated effort against parents and ultimately against students. And I served in an administration where students came first, families came first. This administration effectively just made an in-kind donation to the teachers' unions by trying to scare parents. The unions want parents out of there. It looks like the Biden administration wants parents out of there, too. And, Glenn, you talk about a great reset. If there's going to be a great reset in this country, it needs to start in the schools. And that's going to come from parent involvement. So if anything good came out of this, if there's any silver lining, it's that this horrible letter backfired spectacularly. And parents are now more fired up than ever to go have a say in what their kids are learning. So... Is that continuing? Because it's it's you know, the media doesn't report on anything. Um, And there are so many things to cover. Conservative media is, uh, you know, is is strapped. And I know there are outlets that are covering this. But is this movement in our schools still as strong as it was? I think it's stronger than ever. We're seeing more and more parents realize, oh, it is great news. I was in the Department of Ed when COVID first hit. And we went from education as kind of a back burner issue. Not that people didn't care, but it wasn't the front page. We went from that to headline news in the span of about 72 hours. Because what it took was the schools closing down and all of a sudden the education that your children were getting weren't happening in another building. It was happening at your kitchen table. And what parents saw, they were horrified and they were right to be horrified about the nonsense that's going on in our schools. So they show up to school board meetings. The school boards don't like it. And this was their way of applying to the federal government to make to try and shut it down. Uh, One more data point here that is extremely suspicious. It's why we need an answer from the department right away is that around the time this letter was sent last fall, Secretary Cardona actually appointed the woman who signed it. He appointed the president of the National School Boards Association to a prestigious board that handles the nation's report card. It's called the National Assessment Governing Board. And if you look at the timing there, if we connect the dots, this looks like a trade, that he got the letter he wanted as pretext to hand to the White House and the DOJ to go after parents, and she was rewarded with this cushy position where she gets the prestige and the title of being in charge of the way we assess student learning. Who is Cardona? Most people don't know anything about this Secretary of Education. Um, He comes from Connecticut. He's a big social justice warrior. What else do we know about him? Well, we know that he ran the schools in Connecticut, and he was pretty cozy with the unions there. So it's terribly unsurprising that he's pretty cozy with the unions now at the federal Um, level. Uh, When I talk go ahead. Go ahead. I'm in his confirmation hearing, he couldn't answer how many genders there are. We know that he is not standing up to Randy Weingarten and the teachers' unions. So it's sad to say that what we know the most about Secretary Cardona and his role isn't what he is doing. It's what he's failing to do. When I talked to Betsy DeVos uh, while she was Secretary of Education, I asked her, and I just asked President Trump this, isn't it time to abolish 
the these departments the department of education that is something that is new um it has destroyed our schools in my opinion um and it it started under jimmy carter and should have been reversed by ronald reagan immediately but there's no way to get this hornet's nest this rat's nest of uh, of bureaucrats out of there isn't it too tainted to do anything other than just shut it down well, I do believe there is potential for reform, but there's not going to be any reform unless it is drastically smaller. You talk about too big to fail, as they used to say about the banks. Having been inside one of these huge federal departments, I think they're too big to succeed. And when we talk about the Department of Ed, I don't think we can forget here that it's the nation's <laughs> largest consumer lender. Federal student aid is huge. It's massive. And since it's been around, education at every level has only gotten more expensive and lower quality. You actually see this in the numbers. The Department of Education was created to shrink the achievement gap between well-off students and students who came from, from less privileged backgrounds. It's done nothing to fix that. There have been marginal gains at best. But here we are as Americans plowing more and more money into our schools every year, vastly more per student than the countries that are outpacing us. And we're getting very little in return. We're, we're miseducating our students. Uh, I've said it before, Glenn, that these kids are not getting educated so much as they're getting schooled. And parents are mm-hmm. kicked out of the classroom and they're forced to try to undo the misinformation and these wrong concepts of America that their students are learning for seven hours a day when they hand them over to the schools. Angela, thank you for all of your uh, hard work. We sure... Uh we sure uh, miss Betsy DeVos and and uh, some common sense in Washington. But thank you for all of your hard work in the Department of Education as well. Angela thank Morbido, you. you bet. Thank you. Um, when we come back, we have uh, Rand Paul joining us here in a minute. There was uh, it was an old fashioned hootenanny uh, with uh, with uh, Dr. Fauci yesterday. It, it is it's amazing what these people can do. It's amazing to me how far Fauci can go uh, uh, and claim to be the victim here. Um, I want to play the audio, and then Rand Paul is going to be joining us here in just a few minutes. So stand by. We're going to take a one-minute break, and then be right back. So our sponsor this half hour is uh, Goldline. And if you are a fiscally responsible adult... You have spent years working hard trying to make wise financial decisions. And quite honestly, the stock market looks great. But can you can you tell me why the stock market is through the roof? Can you tell me why when we closed down the entire world, stocks went through the roof? That doesn't make any sense at all. Nothing makes sense because it's all bogus. We are now on uh, modern monetary theory. We're only on half of it. The rest of it has to come through the Great Reset, which is total control of all of your finances. Um, and when that happens, the dollar is going to become worthless. When we switch over to a digital dollar, which, mark my words, we are going towards, uh, you will lose at minimum 40% of what you have. So can you survive on that? All that hard work? You need something that is stable. Right now, the hidden tax is uh, really coming from inflation. $5,000 more every year 
is what this inflation is costing the average American. Five grand extra? That's a hidden tax. Now, the thing that is always the hedge against inflation is gold or silver. Mark my word. I don't know how we get there, but I know we do um, uh, return to sanity. We return to the things that have always been true. And gold has always been the standard since biblical times. So that's why I invest in gold. And I, you know, I have about, I, I spread all of my risk out. So I don't have risk, you know, all in one place. I don't know what's going to happen. Nobody does. But do your own homework and find out if gold or silver is right for you this week they're giving away free and at no charge silver with every purchase of their historic five dollar gold indians these are the coins that i buy call gold line and ask them why find out yourself if gold or silver are right for you call 866 gold line that's 866 gold line or goldline.com 10 seconds station id You know, what is amazing to me is there were a couple of stories that came out uh, in the last couple of days that were in our special about two months ago uh, or a month ago on Fauci and coronavirus. And one of those is that uh, the NIH was funding gain of research and Fauci tried to squash all those who said that this was a lab leak. The other thing is that we reported on two months ago was this DARPA uh, connection. DARPA uh, turned down um, uh, EcoHealth um, to uh, do gain of function research in the Wuhan labs. Uh, and uh, they said, no, this is way too dangerous. So Echo Health went and they took um, uh, all of that research and they brought it over to uh, Dr. Lee and Dr. Uh, Barrett here in America worked together. And I believe that's where this came from. All of this is coming out. And I, I want to play a few of the uh, a few of the things Fauci just went after Rand Paul when Rand Paul was questioning him. Uh, let's just take cut one, please. Madam Chair, I would like just a couple of minutes because this this happens all the time. You personally attack me and with absolutely not a shred of evidence of anything you say. So I would like to make something clear to the committee. He's doing this for political reasons. What you need to do is he said in front of this committee. You think your takedown of three prominent epidemiologists was not political? You you don't want me to finish because you know what I'm going to say. So what he's talking about here is he's saying this is all political games. I'm not playing politics. Rand Paul is saying you held a meeting and it's documented. You held a meeting with people who went into the meeting and said that it was a lab leak. They left the meeting saying that's not possible. Two months later, they all get funding from Fauci and his cohorts. Uh, They also went out and discredited anyone who said it was a, a lab leak. So Rand Paul is right. Is, is that's not political? Uh, here he is, uh, Fauci. Rand is just uh, just attacking me and distorting virtually everything. Do you think words like conspiracy theory should be in a scientific paper, Senator? I never used that word when I was referring to it. You're distorting 
virtually everything. Did you communicate with the five scientists who wrote the opinion piece in Nature, where they were describing, oh, this, there's no way this could come from, from the lab? That was not me. What did I you did, talk with any of those see, scientists but privately? You keep the, you keep the story you? of the truth. It is, it did is you stunning talk, how did you, you do Did you talk that? to any of the scientists privately yes. who wrote the opinion? You did. Well, what were they telling you privately? Well, well, let me explain. You know you're going back to that original discussion when I brought together a group of people to look mm -hmm. at every possibility with an open mind. Mm -hmm. So you, not no. only are you distorting it, you are completely turning it around as For most you of usually the scientists do. That is not true. As we showed you in our special, this was to corral anyone who was saying that it was a lab leak. This is not bringing together the greatest heads. The memos show and the emails show that they were bringing them together because they were concerned people would start looking into the lab leak. And as soon as that was over, they issued a paper calling people conspiracy theorists for saying that it was a lab leak. This was not an honest conversation. Fauci is lying here. But he's saying that by questioning him, his life is in danger. Cut six. Just about three or four weeks ago, on December 21st, a person was arrested who was on their way from Sacramento to Washington, D.C. at a speed stop in Iowa. And they asked, the police asked him where he was going, and he was going to Washington, D.C. to kill Dr. Fauci. And they found in his car an AR-15 and multiple magazines of ammunition because he thinks that maybe I'm killing people. So I ask myself, why would Senator want to do this? So go to Rand Paul website, and you see fire Dr. Fauci with a little box that says, contribute here. You can do $5, $10, $20, $100. So you are making a catastrophic epidemic for your political gain. <laughs> what? Wow. What is this? <laughs> what does that have to do with the guy with the gun? Hmm. What does, I mean, uh, and by the way, Fauci, stand in line. You're not the only one that gets death threats all the time all the time so stand in line in that one uh i mean i wish that wasn't a part of our society i condemn it and uh we cannot do that if assassinations start uh it will tear our country apart and we'll be done um however you're a public servant. And there was a good question that was asked by um, another senator yesterday. You are, you have discredited yourself. Half the country doesn't believe you at all. And why wouldn't you, you're hurting the cause. Why wouldn't you just step aside? Well, the answer is because he's science. Uh, and we go to Rand Paul to find out where this is going next. After the break, stand by. The Glenn Beck Program. There is nothing that drains our energy like dealing with aches and pains. And the problem with that, of course, is that as you start to get older, more aches and pains seem to come along every single day. If you have been dealing with that, maybe it's time to try something new. 
may I please recommend Relief Factor. It helped me get my life back. It can help you. Relief Factor was created by doctors to help your body reduce inflammation, the major source of most pain. It has four key ingredients that work together with your body as it fights against the effects of aging, exercise, and everyday living. I take Relief Factor three times a day, and it works for me. It might work for you. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Please get your body in shape and get out of pain. Try it. They're quick start for $19.95. It's a dollar a day. It's a trial pack. If it's not working in three weeks, stop taking it. But 70% go on to order more. You could be part of that that's getting out of pain. ReliefFactor.com. That's 800, the number four, relief. 800, the number four, relief. ReliefFactor.com. The Great Reset out in bookstores everywhere right now. New book from Glenn Beck. You can get it at glensnewbook.com. This is the Glenn Beck program. Um, we have uh, Rand Paul, a guy who has been the leader of uh, fight, fighting uh, Fauci. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, I think, I, and I want to make sure that I have his, uh, um, his opinion down uh, as we go into this. I don't think Rand Paul is, by any stretch of the imagination, anti-vaccine. He is uh, really uh, anti-corruption and anti-big uh, pharmaceutical hiding everything and the government coming in. It's not, a, it's not a vaccine problem. It's a government problem. Do I have that right, Rand? Yeah, I think so. And I, I think that the main thing is, is I'm against mandates. I'm for freedom. And I Correct. also think that individuals would make their choice dependent on their risk. So the fact that a 10-year-old is at very low risk for dying or spreading the disease is different than an 80-year-old who is at much higher risk for dying and spreading the thing. And so you'd make different decisions, but it still would be an individual decision. If you ask me my advice, though, I wouldn't, I wouldn't vaccinate my 10-year-old kid. I don't think there's any reason to. I also wouldn't vaccinate somebody that I didn't test that was younger for antibodies because if you've already had the disease, you're as well protected or pro- perhaps better than the vaccine from naturally acquired immunity. Okay, so what is, I mean, this yesterday, um, we now know that because of a FOIA request, we now know what we put out on our special and sent to you from DARPA is real. Uh, that uh, Fauci was, uh, was knowingly involved with uh, gain-of-function research. We uh, know that DARPA turned them down. We know now that um, because of uh, new memos that what we laid out on our timeline again, where he was calling all these people together and then just uh, discrediting anyone that stepped out of line the day after that meeting happened, we know those things are facts, but he's just playing politics and saying you're smearing him and there are no facts to defend him. Without question, when we look at the origin of the virus, where it came from, the scientists that were corresponding with Fauci from day one on this, as this was unfolding, some of these emails are going on through the middle of the night. They're telling him they've looked at the sequence of the DNA, they've looked at the genome of the virus, and they're very, very concerned that there are unusual things in it that don't look like they've come from nature. These are Fauci's buddies all saying this. Within a day or two, though, 
Fauci and Collins have a big conference call with all of these people. And the people who are telling them privately, we have the emails from them saying, we think it came from the lab. This looks terrible. It doesn't look like information. Within three days, they've, they've now changed their mind and they've signed a letter, which then Fauci edits. So this is how involved he is. This isn't just ancillary people that are unconnected. These are his friends, minions, colleagues, people who he controls the funding for. Write a letter to, the, to Nature magazine and say, oh, yeah, we don't think there's any way this could have come from a lab. Then a month and later, this, Fauci and, and Collins are saying, oh, no, it, it didn't take effect. Let's write another letter to Lancet, where they call everybody who says it came from a lab, they call us conspiracy theorists. Um, on top of that, some of the people that went in that were hardcore saying, no, that this, this came from a lab, they changed their mind, and then a couple of months later, they get funding from Fauci's organizations, Correct. Without question, it's all tied to funding and lots of funding. So we've talked about what the Wuhan lab got. That's the tip of the iceberg. The Eco Health Alliance got over $100 million over a several-year period. They were funneling some of that to the tune of a few million into the Wuhan lab. But, yeah, it all is about money. And if you cross Tony Fauci, you don't get your money. And the thing so, is, he controls the purse strings for the entire country, the entire university system. He's been doing it for 40 years. People live in fear of what he will do to them. So, you know, I thought a very reasonable question yesterday was, look, you're discrediting all of this. You know, people have made up their mind and you have no credibility left. And he's blaming you for death threats. I mean, uh, I've seen you um, having to get through a crowd uh, after a Trump speech. You've had death threats. You you have had several of them. It's not a new thing. Um, but he's just saying that you're attacking him and it's over nothing but raising money in politics. It's consistent with this arrogance, this level of arrogance that he's developed. He said a couple of weeks ago that he is science, that any attack on him is an attack on science. So yesterday he said that anybody who dares oppose him are encouraging death threats. Well, look, I've been on the receiving end of semi-automatic gunfire. I was 20 yards away from Steve Scalise when he almost died. I was 10 feet away from a staffer that was shot. And you know what? The guy doing the shooting was a Bernie Sanders supporter, but not one of us, not one of the Republicans on the ball field said, oh, it was Bernie Sanders' fault. But that's the juvenile level of personal attack that Fauci is now stooping to. He's saying that the personal threats he gets are actually the fault of his critics. Well, you know, my wife received an, a package that looked like anthrax about a month ago at our house. We've had, we have a woman that's recently been charged with, uh, with threatening to kill us. I was shot at. I've had six of my ribs broken. We were mauled in the city by an angry crowd. So the thing is, is he, he, needs, he needs to back off. But he needs to answer the question. Everything he did in the in the committee yesterday was misdirection, so he didn't have to ask the question. The question was, why did he smear three scientists from Stanford, Oxford, and Harvard? Why did he smear them as fringe epidemiologists? And why did he conspire with Francis Collins to take them down in a very public way? He wouldn't answer so the question. So, so how does this end, Rand? Because the same thing happened um, in the uh, in the Senate hearing with the uh, Department of Justice and the FBI. There's no fear there, no fear. 
um, how does this end? How do we get to somebody paying a price one way or another? Well, elections have consequences. If you don't control the committees, you don't control the investigations. If you don't control the presidency, you don't have influence at the Department of Justice. You know, look, I've referred Tony Fauci for criminal prosecution to the DOJ, but it's Merrick Garland, the same one who's going after parents at school board meetings. So I don't have any belief that Merrick Garland will do his duty, but we, we are doing the appropriate things, but we can't force them to do their duty. What I can tell people, and this is why elections are important, if we win in 2022, if I'm reelected in 2022 and Republicans take over, I will use the subpoena power. I will not be shy about it. People have seen my interactions with these people. I will get every document and we will investigate where the where the virus came from. We will investigate what Tony Fauci knew when he knew it. And we will get the documents. Yes, he was involved with gain of function research, and he's been lying about that from the very beginning. The same thing that was turned down by the Defense Department, by DARPA, he's doing those same experiments, and he approved them with Dr. Xi. Now, are they identical? He gets away with saying, oh, we never did those experiments. Well, they did virtually identical. They did them on the same theme with the same sort of endpoint of creating new viruses that don't exist in nature and then testing them on human cells. So, yes, they were doing gain-of-function research, and he's gotten away with it because he has a complicit left-wing media that never challenges him. So, Rand, I'm, I'm very concerned about a couple of things. One, the credibility of doctors, science, medicine. Um, it, it, you know, you have doctors right now that are are horrible on this, are not treating people. Um, they just, you know, take some aspirin and go home. There are treatments that are available, but the uh, doctors are afraid to uh, prescribe anything or they're, you know, uh, part of this this brainwashing cabal on uh, coronavirus. I think when there is another real problem, science and uh, medicine is going to be in real, real trouble. Do you yeah, feel that, that coming? Well, the other side of the coin on that, Glenn, is this. While the government doctors and the ones who control government policy have been awful, there's arisen a real group of amazing doctors out there. The three yes. doctors who did the Great Barrington Declaration, Jay Bhattacharya, Martin Kulldorff, and Dr. Gupta, I believe, from Oxford, these are amazing doctors. They're now putting out stuff on uh, brownstone.org. They've become associated with Hillsdale College. Dr. Atlas is part of that. Marty McCary, who you've seen on Fox, is amazing. There are some amazing doctors out there, but it's all sort of peripheral in the sense that they're on podcasts, they're occasionally on yeah. conservative media. But, you know, it wasn't just those three. The Great Barrington Declaration was signed by uh, 50,000 doctors, including myself. So, you know, this is we're not a small group, and we're out here, but we do have to push back. And the one thing I'll say on therapeutics that everybody needs to know, and many doctors don't even know this. You know, there was a discussion on hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, and I've largely stayed out of that because I think I don't know the answer. But mm -hmm. now even organized medicine is saying fluvoxamine, F-L-U-V-O-X-A-M-I-N-E, -E, is an antidepressant, and it mm -hmm. has some anti-inflammatory properties. Instead of staying home and doing nothing, it's a very safe antidepressant. You can take that for a week, talk to your doctor, and it may well lessen your risk of being in the hospital. There are treatments out there. Uh, inhaled steroids are pretty benign. Yes. Most, uh, a lot of doctors are now starting to prescribe that. There's a Dr. Bartlett who's been a real hero 
out in West Texas talking about this. Mm-hmm. So, um, but people have to be informed, and you can't go along anymore and just say, oh, well, the doctor told me there's nothing to do. Call another doctor. Call your doctor back and say you're sicker, and it's 24 hours later. Can I get the monoclonal antibodies today that you wouldn't give me yesterday? So you have to be an advocate. And really, I tell people all the time, particularly if you're getting older, you need an advocate. You need your spouse to be an advocate, but you also need your kids to be an advocate because the medical world is a complicated world, and it's full of opinions and and disagreements. But you have to advocate for your family if you want to get them the best treatment. Last question, uh, Rand, is uh, is an overall question. I said to President Trump a couple of weeks ago in an interview that I did with him, this is so out of control. Every department is out of control. Um, and I think that we need to shut these agencies down. And I said, you, you at least have to fire everyone in these federal agencies that have any kind of you know bureaucratic role get them all out and uh, and return to factory settings he said it will be impossible to do unless we have the right uh, gop members and a real commitment to it is you know i i just wrote a book on the great reset i think we need a have you tried unplugging it and plugging it back in and restore factory settings i think that movement is coming i'm with you on eliminating agencies many of these agencies have no good purpose and i would eliminate them completely but i'm Mm -hmm. also for firing people and so i can tell you the reason anthony fauci became prominent was establishment republicans head of committees over in the senate all loved him at first and they said trump's too erratic and we don't like what trump is saying in press conferences we need a steady hand of a scientist so in the first couple press conferences, Fauci actually, before he contradicted himself and then contradicted himself and then contradicted himself, sort of sounded reasonable and scientific. Yeah. And, and But he evolved into sort of this media diva who's a partisan left-wing Democrat now. He's nothing else. He is a politician. He wants to take down his enemies. He is not objective in any form. But Trump should have fired him. But what ended up happening is everybody around Trump said, oh, you can't fire him, you can't fire him, or, uh, you know, all hell will break loose. We can't do it before the election. Well, no, he destroyed it for nine months. Trump and Atlas and all the other reasonable people were saying we need to try to save and prevent this illness from those who are vulnerable, the elderly, etc. And then Fauci was out there saying everybody needs to be vaccinated and wear four masks on their head. And so that's the problem we ran into. But if there ever were another Republican administration, we need someone with a strong enough will to fire these people and to yeah. get rid of them. And Congress to do it. it. A lot of these things have to be done by Congress. So uh, good luck. And uh, and you're right. We we have to have strong leaders in Congress. Elections do have consequences. Rand, thank you for the hard fight. Appreciate it. Um, our uh, sponsor this half hour is Patriot Mobile. Imagine what you could do if all of a sudden you were able to cut your phone bill down by a significant amount every month maybe as much as half. And when you pay that bill every month, you have the peace of mind knowing that a portion of your bill is going to pay for support of conservative causes that you believe in. This is what is called a classical win-win, and only Patriot Mobile offers exactly that. They're a lot cheaper than the big mobile companies, but they operate on the same cell towers, so you're getting the same great service, and they're America's only Christian conservative phone company. So, shelling out your hard-earned money to somebody who's going to turn around and give it to something like Planned Parenthood, if that doesn't sound appetizing to you, then you need to make the change right now. We have to stand together. You want to change the world? 
Stop doing business with people who despise you and are working against you. Go into business with people like Patriot Mobile. They'll save you a buttload of money, great service, and they are on your side. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Sometimes it's the small steps that make all the difference. Change today. 972-PATRIOT. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the uh, Glenn Beck program. Just a, a COVID update uh, on me. I've, you know, I've been taking ivermectin uh, and hydroxychloroquine, and it's strange. I, in the last 24 hours, feel better, but I have a giant craving for sugar cubes and hay. <laughs> really? Um, <laughs> yeah, and I don't, I don't know what that is. How's but, your worm uh, problem uh, coming along? Oh, completely dewormed. Really? I'm completely dewormed. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah no worms. Wow. No worms. Uh, at least that I know of, and I don't really want to check. You know, if I have worms in me, I'd rather not know. Um, I'd rather not know. Tanya was, was mentioning to me that you seem to be running around a large track uh, over and over again, and people are wagering yeah, yeah, on I you. Thought I, it was a, I thought it was kind of like, hey, I want to get into shape, but it's more of a horse race kind of feel. Really? You know? Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I have uh, mm. uh, my small grandchildren. I strap them to my back, <laughs> and I run in circles. It's uh, On all fours, uh, which is, yeah, again. Yeah, on all fours, and I dress them in uh, really bl- brightly colored silks. Really? Uh, which, yeah. So it's a fashion thing as well. So the fashion ivermectin thing. is working, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, in, yeah. In full yeah. form. In full form. You know, these are the things that, I mean, you know, there are consequences to everything. That's why, you know, most of the drug ads have 30 seconds of might cause leprosy. Right. <laughs> okay, but most likely not. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are things out there that you can try and do, and it is important that you treat it. And don't let your doctor just say, well, nothing you can do. Call me back in a week and we'll see. The first week is critical to make sure you get some sort of treatment. All right. We'll see you tonight. Nine o'clock. Blaze TV. The Glenn Beck Program.